Okay, so I wrote down my notes for today's episode after I recorded, um, not even after I recorded, after I uploaded and edited, after I edited it, after I played it back to myself, um, after I listened to it while editing, I wrote these notes um, that same day because God checked me on what I had said on the Let God Lead You podcast, basically about um, how I said that I wanted to be a certain servant of God, how I am a servant of God, and how I am an asset to everything that I'm connected to, everybody that I'm connected to. And my stance is and should be, how can I serve you? How can I be of service? Yet I was complaining about being able to serve someone on that episode, basically. And looking at it as an inconvenience instead of looking at it like... (laughs) looking at it like (laughs) I should be grateful basically that I'm in the position to be able to help this person that's asking me for help right um so I had to apologize and repent about that right um, because we are servants of God and we're called to love others, we're called to love ourselves and love others. And as I was writing or thinking about it, it just reminded me of a conversation that I had with a friend of mine a while ago about First Corinthians 13. And it's basically talking about love and we were talking about relationships and friendships and just operating from a place of first Corinthians 13 when like the conversation I started off basically us saying I think something about something she was going through in her relationship and I had basically called out like to know not to know or like measure your relationship but to make sure you're doing what you're supposed to do as far as loving your partner or your partner partner loving you you should follow first corinthians 13 right so first corinthians 13 i'm gonna read it to you in two translations is love is patient love it love is patient and kind Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never never loses faith, is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. That's the nlt version and then the niv version of first corinthians 13 this is actually four through seven 
Um, love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongdoings. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. And the conversation that I basically had was with her was um, in operating in our relationships and our friendships to make sure our posture is right as far as loving this person and being our best selves within that relationship or receiving or making sure we're receiving the love right that we're supposed to be getting I had said to replace that person's name with um to replace love with that person's name and replace your name replace love with your name right so whatever your friend's name is or whatever your partner's name is, replace it. So I would say, um, is my partner patient? Is my partner kind? Is is my partner envious? Are they boastful? Are they proud? Are they dishonoring others? Are they self-seeking? Are they not easily angered? Are they not keeping record of wrongdoings? Are they delighting in evil? Are they rejoicing in truth? Are they protecting? Are they trusting? Are they hopeful? Are they persevering, right? Um, In regards to me. And then I would ask myself, is Kendra being patient? Is Kendra being kind? Am I being envious? Am I being boastful? Am I being proud? Am I dishonoring this person? Am I being self-seeking am I being selfish right now am I being being easily irritated am I keeping record of wrong by how I'm responding to them right now am I delighting in evil and not rejoicing in the truth of God's word am I protecting them am I trusting them am I being hopeful about this situation am I persevering through whatever it is that we're going through right now right so yeah, it reminded me of that conversation. The moment that I was getting frustrated with having to basically serve this person or help this person reminded me of this conversation that I had with my friend a long time ago. I can operate at that level, but in certain relationships and certain friendships, you also have to set boundaries to adjust the access that somebody has to you because you no longer trust them in certain areas like or with certain parts of you right so like i'm still learning how to navigate forgiveness without consequence or what may feel like consequence to the other person by me setting boundaries like i can so i'm trying to process my thoughts (laughs) and i'm looking at my notes at the same time I'm really just going to try to read through my notes and not put my two cents into what I'm thinking today and just deliver what I was thinking at the time that I wrote this, which was, what, almost seven seven days ago, right? So, because in my mind right now, I'm really honestly not in the mood of operating, <laughs> operating at this level of loving, right? 
um, in my mind today. So I don't want to put my two cents on how I feel in this moment as far as the boundaries that I would set. So let me go back to my notes. <laughs> and I said, um, like I said, um, I'm still navigating forgiveness, right? Without consequence or what may feel like consequences to the person that I'm setting boundaries with. Like, it's not really a consequence. It's a, it is a consequence because it's, by definition, it's quote-unquote a consequence because I'm doing it because of something they did, right? But it's not necessarily a bad thing. Me setting a boundary rather than just no longer, no longer, I was, <laughs> I had to catch myself, no longer fooling with you at all, right? Me setting a boundary instead of completely cutting you off is me trying to um, keep the relationship, to work through whatever it is that we're experiencing, right? So it's more so a protection of myself. If I know that you aren't truly remorseful or like really haven't repented in regards to whatever is causing me to set this boundary. The reason why I don't trust you in this area or trust you with this certain part of me. Like you can apologize. Somebody can apologize to you, but apologizing and being repentant are two different things. Like repentance is acknowledging that you did something wrong and you are no longer going to do it. Like you're turning away from doing this thing. You're no longer going to do it. But if you keep apologizing and saying you're sorry for the same thing, I need to adjust on how I deal with you for my own protection. Like, that's wisdom. That's just, that's just wisdom, right? I'm not going to love you any less, but until you rebuild the trust and or like work with me to rebuild the trust in that area, I can no longer trust you in that area or I can no longer trust you with certain parts of me that's related to whatever happened you know what I mean and we have to most people know this we understand that everybody's not going to love us the way that we expect them to love us or even love how we love right and we have to rid ourselves of that expectation because that's a lot of times what leads to disappointment, especially or even when we have verbally explained our expectations to the person in a way that they say that they understand. Sometimes even when we like verbalize it and have these conversations with people, they need to, even if they say they understand they need to communicate to us whether or not they can or if they're willing to meet that expectation. Because a lot of times I think that's where we mess up at. Like we might tell the person, okay, this is what we want. This is what we need. And they'd be like, all right, yeah, I understand. But then they're not even really willing or able to love you in that way. And sometimes they might think that they can and they really can't. And that that's a whole nother conversation with being in tune with yourself and what you're 
capable of and what you're willing and not willing to do for whoever, right? But that's a whole nother thing. But in those moments when we do have those conversations with people and they do say, all right, yes, I am able to do this or I'm not able to do that, we should humble ourselves and not put so much not put so much pressure on each other and give grace in working through whatever it is that y'all just just discuss in effort to loving each other better, right? That's a part of growth and maturity in relationships. And when I say relationships, I'm talking about friendships too. Like not just romantic relationships because you love the person that you're friends with, which is why you're trying to communicate um, how you feel and the boundaries that you're going to set and what you need and what you want, et cetera, et cetera. Like that works in friendship and romantic relationships and as I said I struggle with giving grace not even giving grace like I struggle with having to keep giving grace having to keep forgiving and the same stuff when effort is inconsistent and it that makes me it affects my communication and my engagement because I may not like cut you off and say all right i'm not gonna deal with you no more but i will disconnect like i'll fall back from my interactions because i feel like i'm basically telling you or like begging you to love me properly and that's not a good feeling to experience nor should i have to do that or that's how i feel like i should i shouldn't have to tell you how to love me when to me you not loving me as the word says that we're supposed to love it just shows me your lack of commitment to honoring God and if you're not honoring and if you're not honoring God in this area you're probably not honoring God in other areas which is probably why we're having issues in our friendship or relationship in the first place (laughs) right so if you're not committed in honoring God, then how I interact with you. If I recognize that you're not committed to honoring God's word, like I can literally just observe that and apart from your interaction with me on your life day to day, right? So if I recognize that and it's also affecting how you treat me and how our interactions are when we do communicate, whether it's on a day-to-day or week-to-week or what. Um, how I interact with you has to be evaluated for my protection because I have to use wisdom on who I let have access to me in certain ways, right? Because I can still love you at the capacity that God has called us to or at least I believe that I can. But some might look at that as me still operating in unforgiveness subconsciously. Like if I fall back from talking to you or fall back from spending time with you. I don't think that's necessarily operating unforgiveness. I think it's more so I still love you. I could still love you with my whole heart if that's what I, how, I, how much I love you, right? But I'm trying to fall back from continuing to experience whatever it is that you're doing to me that I don't want to be done. (laughs) Right? (laughs) But 
forgiveness is basically treating people like they haven't hurt you. So, like, that's where I struggle because it's like, okay, I'm trying to use wisdom and protect myself emotionally um, and mentally, sometimes physically and financially. Not that I've ever been abused or anything like that, but I mean, like, being hurt does sometimes physically hurt. I mean, when you experience getting your feelings hurt, y'all know what I'm talking about. Like, you feel it in your body. <laughs> sometimes it'd be that deep that you really physically feel the pain, right? So, I'm just saying, forgiveness is literally treating a person like they didn't hurt you. So, if I, if you do something to me and I decide to not talk to you as often or not hang out with you as often that's me responding to what you did because if you wouldn't have did what you did i wouldn't be falling back right so that's where i struggle with making sure i'm operating out of forgiveness but i'll be like asking god for direction on that because sometimes i feel like all right maybe i haven't really forgiven this person but at the same time i feel like it's foolish where it's dumb of me to continue to be connected to or around or communicate with certain people that keep doing the same things that are negatively affecting me, right? <laughs> like, God no. So, um, and the, okay, so I noted this metaphor. So I said, metaphorically, if someone breaks your arm, you can forgive them for breaking your arm, but your arm still needs to heal. And because your arm is broken, you can't do certain things until your arm heals. And I feel like that kind of explains like forgiveness and how people misinterpret someone operating out of unforgiveness when in reality they're just trying to heal like they like physically mentally emotionally cannot do certain things anymore because their arm is broken like it's not that they don't want to do these things and they haven't forgiven you their arm is broken and the crazy thing is like if we're continuing with the metaphorically like i've been in situations where Someone has broken my arm and then got mad at me for my arm being broke because I can no longer do the things that they wanted me to do. But it was because they broke my arm, right? And now they're mad at me because my arm is broke and punishing me because my arm is broke when they were the one that broke my arm and not helping me through the healing process, which is wild, right? That's freaking wild, okay? And it's difficult. It's extremely difficult to love someone according to how God has told us that we should be loving people in those moments. But at the same time, this is why we have Jesus. <laughs> um, because at the end of the day, we're responsible for our response to the things that happens to us. We're responsible for ourselves and our actions and what God has told us to do. So we can't say, oh, we didn't do this because they broke my arm and didn't. we didn't do this because they broke my arm and this, this, and that. 
we could, but that's not what God wants us to do. He wants us to communicate to each other in love. Like, hey, I feel like X, Y, and Z. And it's difficult for me to be able to do X, Y, and Z because of these things, right? And then discuss it, like literally discuss it. Like I said, whatever you're asking for, needing help in or trying to heal from, you discuss it. And if y'all can't come to a common ground or even if y'all can still pray about it and ask God to help both of y'all navigate the healing process of whatever it is that you're experiencing, how he wants you to do it not how y'all think y'all should and a lot of times that's what causes more damage because we try to heal on our own without god's guide without god's guidance or even not even not even allowing ourselves the proper time to heal or just acting like our arm is not even broken in the first place and that's what causes a lot of damage in in relationships that's why our individual relationships with God is important in trusting him, trusting him and surrendering our relationships to him and allowing him to guide us through them is important. And I wrote down, that's what I struggle with doing consistently in my relationships out of fear and pride, because I feel like, why do I have to explain I'm not going to say I feel like I felt like in the past. Why do I got to explain to somebody how to properly love me? Like people know how to love you. They know when they're doing wrong. They know when they're not supposed to be doing this, this and that. Like people know what they're doing. They just choosing to do what they want, right? They just choosing to operate how they want to operate. But God will check you. God will check me. God has checked me and gave me wisdom and revelation as I'll constantly seek him in this area and like really tap in, like instead of like he did when I started writing this after he checked me from that last podcast about complaining and feeling like I'm being inconvenienced and just checking me and changing my perspective on it. And it's not that you're necessarily telling or begging someone how to love you properly. You're just reminding them of the word of God or that's what you're supposed to do you're supposed to remind each other hey like this is how we should be loving each other this is how you should be loving me just like we should be doing in any other circumstance when somebody's out here doing stuff that they're not supposed to do right just go back to what the word says or not even when they're not doing something that they're supposed to do when somebody comes to you for advice or y'all just talking about life stuff and they're trying to make a decision on something okay what does the word say about this how should we be how should we be operating um in this area like what does god say to do right like we should ask and say what does the word say about this and operate accordingly and that should be the same way with how we love each other right <sighs> But like most things in the, that the Bible tells us to do and gives us instruction on, we don't listen. And this is tied to obedience or the lack thereof, responding out of remote, out of emotion and not wisdom. It's tied to fear, pride, rebellion, and not trusting God and surrendering our lives and really reverencing God, 
Our actions and how we operate shouldn't be dependent upon what other people do or don't do. We should be doing what God says regardless and asking him to help us do so. When our flesh rises up and makes it difficult for us to do and be honest in our relationships and communicate that we're struggling with loving, that we're struggling with loving that person how we should love them. The way that God's that the way that God says that we should or how we want to. And that again goes back to humbling ourselves and giving each other grace through the healing process. And that is part of my notes that I wrote after I recorded last week's podcast. And it's crazy because it tied to a bunch of stuff that was spoke to me this week about shame condemnation repentance and forgiveness that's tied to being obedient so that we can be restored we can be redeemed we we can be renewed and rejuvenated to love the way god has called us to love ourselves and others right so per usual god is speaking to me on many things and that also ties to a message that i watched about delayed gratification and i noted that it says and this is tied to the healing process because that the the healing process or just the process in, in general of letting go of shame condemnation and repenting to god and forgiving people that you need to forgive or even forgiving yourself and obeying an effort to be restored, redeemed, renewed, and rejuvenated is a process, right? And that ties to delayed gratification. So I noted this, I noted this a day after I wrote what I just read to y'all. So I had noted in contrast to instant gratification, delayed gratification is when you acknowledge the value in something and act patiently to receive it you must wait in the spirit work in the flesh and watch god and watch how god will elevate you higher than you ever thought possible the cost to get it includes submission strategy surrender and suffering your better isn't far off but the price you're willing to pay but what price are you willing to pay to get there so what i noted was in contrast to instant gratification delayed gratification is when you acknowledge the value in something and act patiently to receive it you must wait in the spirit work in the flesh and watch how god will elevate you higher than you ever thought possible the cost to get it includes submission strategy surrender suffering And I also noted your better isn't far off, but what are you willing to pay to get there? Delayed gratification requires a degree of maturity that very few people have. It requires you to be seasoned enough to see the bigger picture instead of receiving instant gratification. Any goal that you're going after, you have to have delayed gratification. And then I noted, I noted the New Day, New You book because after I had wrote that about love and delayed gratification, 
literally all week I keep getting words about forgiveness and I planned on really just doing a deep dive into my mind my soul my spirit about like all the people that I really need to just forgive like for real for real including myself on my um birthday trip I'm going away and relaxing resting all these things and I wrote down like a bunch of stuff that I was going to do on my trip and I was going to write down a list of people that I need to forgive and really just let go of whatever it is that I'm holding on to right but like I just feel like God is saying I need to do that before this trip like all week (laughs) he keeps Telling me, uh, like, forgiveness keeps popping up, keeps popping up, keeps popping up. Okay, so it says, I promise to love you, but, is the title. It says, but, one thing I do, it is my one aspiration, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. Philippians 3.13. It says, forgiveness is the core ingredient to every successful relationship. So many people carry expectations to their offer of love i love you but you really hurt my feelings yesterday or i love you but i'm tired too busy too distracted too annoyed too angry too unhappy to be nice to you right now true love simply says i love you no exceptions the apostle paul points out philippians 3 11 to 14 that to a to attain the spiritual and moral resurrection that lifts us from lifts lifts that lifts us out from the dead even while we are here in the body we must continue to forget the past and press on for the goal to win the prize to which Jesus is calling us we are to forget what lies behind and press on to what lies ahead women seem more prone to carrying grudges and remembering of offenses for days and some even remain bitter for years jesus calls us to a higher prize that requires us to both receive forgiveness and to give it to others the lord's prayer causes calls us to pray for forgiveness as we forgive others and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors matthew 6 12 there's nothing in my flesh that wants to forgive dave when i think he is wrong but God wants me to respond with love and say no to my flesh and yes to him even though I don't feel like it years ago (laughs) as I began doing what God said to do I honestly came to the point where I wanted to wanted what God wanted and I didn't know how or what happened a supernatural change takes place in us when we obey God out of respect for his word so number one I left because I forgot this says Dave in it right and y'all know y'all if you know you know why that's funny right okay so the author's husband's name is Dave David right okay um so that spoke to me because maybe that is one of the people that I need to forgive not maybe for sure for sure if we're being honest um but then so this actually was the devotional on the same day that I wrote 
um, everything that I wrote about love. Because it's the date that I see. That I know it's the same day that I wrote. In my notes, same day. Then that's when I watched the delayed gratification. And it's tied into them basically going back to saying about needing to forgive, right? And doing it out of obedience, right? And out of respect for God's word. And that's basically what I said. It don't matter what people do or don't do. At the end of the day, we're supposed to be obeying God and respecting his word and doing what it tells us to do. Um. So, yeah. So, basically, all this week after that, this was what day? This was Tuesday. After Tuesday, as I said, shame, condemnation, repentance, forgiveness, obedience, all those things kept coming up this week of what I needed to focus on and do, right? So that's really just where my heart has been and just writing down things related to that area in preparation for my trip to really just be like, all right, I'm going to go in while I'm there and release all these things, right? Just preparing my heart's notes and just prayer points and just doing things in preparation to really get to the root of these things and let it go. And then in other news, I had a few conversations this week and a few outings with family. And I really just got confirmation and a reminder of that I need to be... Um, just as focused on serving God's people. I mean, I need to be just as focused on serving my family, like helping my family as I am with God's people because they're included, right? Um, like basically I just hear God speaking to me saying that I need to intercede for my family and generations to come, not just generations to come. Like if he specifically called out my family, right? I need to intercede for my family. And then that goes back to reminding me like how a lot of pastors or like ministers or like people have like these big platforms or these big churches, but their families and their homes are like not doing well. (laughs) Like they're, they're quote unquote, have a big ministry or they have a big following but their homes are a mess right and I don't want that for my home I don't want that for my family and I'm going to do what I can to contribute to being an asset to them serving them in the same way that I'm willing to serve people that I don't know right yeah that was just another revelation this week based on conversations and going out with my family and having some much needed family time um i think this is going to wrap up this episode i don't even know what i'm gonna call it i don't know what songs is about to come up next but um it'll probably come to me as i'm editing hopefully this episode is not a rambling episode and whoever listens to it receives whatever they're supposed to receive but as i said what i wrote was not the mood for today but as this week as this week's theme of obedience kept coming up 
I am being obedient and just releasing what God told me to release. As far as this whole um, letting go of shame and condemnation and repenting and forgiving to be able to love how we are called to love, which is a part of the obedience, which is a part of obedience for us to be restored, redeemed, renewed, and rejuvenated. Yeah. 